Coast to coast from Brooklyn, it's Pat McMenamin to San Francisco, it's Matt Younger. Say hello, Maddie. I wish I could quit you. <laughs> How you doing, Patty? Oh, bittersweet, Maddie. Bittersweet. Tough times. Uh, Tough, weird know, times. Picking out that song, I was I was thinking like, you know, is is there is there a sad version of Wild Thing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but for uh, our, our our lost wayward Brazilian Anderson Barajo, unfortunately, there there's there's not a, a sad version. So, uh, but I was looking at the lyrics to uh, uh, Wild Horses because I was thinking, well, Wild Horses, there's a sad version of Wild Horses, but he's not really a wild horse. But the second stanza is, I watched you suffer a dull aching pain. I literally was there when I saw Andy blow out his Achilles tendon. Watched mm-hmm. that game uh, with Becca and, and to know him better with uh, Scooter McGee, yeah. uh, the, uh, you know, the traitor. Uh, and now you decide to show me the same, which, as we'll get to, uh, Andy certainly uh, uh, passed right back to us. No sweeping exit or offstage lines can make me feel bitter or treat you unkind. And I'm, that's that's where I land on Andy at the end of the day. I can't. No, I, can't I, be mad at him. I, can't, I can't be mad at him, even though he joined the enemy. No, it's our fault. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, yes, it is. Oh, Maddie, Maddie. Well, welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, Browns, and the Tribe. Mostly Cavs today. So if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, you have come to the right place. Oh, Maddie, Maddie, it all started so well. So good. All started gave, uh, gave Love, Kevin Love, and Kyrie time to rest up. Had that winning yeah. streak going into the break. Going in, Cavs landed a big trade for a long-time target, Channing Fry, but as we just mentioned, it included a sour note. We had to say goodbye to the wild thing, Anderson Verishow, and, I mean, you knew that couldn't be good, Matty. Nope. I was worried immediately. <laughs> objectively, objectively, stripped of emotion and superstition, it was a very good thing, right? Yes. It, it was a horrible contract. He, he wasn't fitting with the, the, the units we had. Your, your brother might disagree about, uh, about how, how effective he was. He was spotty. Like, I was happy to still have him. I thought he could be useful, but, like, for the price he was, and, you know, but still, anyway. I will say I would have liked his energy late, earlier this week, but still. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, of course, this precipitated an endless stream of bad fucking news. So first, as we said, Andy signs with the Golden State Warriors. Channing Fry has an enlarged heart. It took about a week to clear his physical. Then the Cavs followed up an encouraging road win over the Thunder after Kyrie Goldwyn. left early, like symptoms, with a letdown game against the Pistons. Then Kyrie Irving starts in with this crazy bed bug talk. Then Joe Johnson gets bought out. Cavs are the clear frontrunner to land them, only when we, we lose him to the Miami fucking Heat. And now, of course, he looks really good. Then we blow two big leads to the Raptors, our biggest East, East competition. Then LeBron sits versus the Wizards, and we get absolutely demolished by a terrible team. Kyrie keeps playing like shit. Old rumors surface that he resurfaced that he wants out of Cleveland, and now LeBron takes another mini vacation to Miami, tweets a bunch of weird cryptic shit, and apparently takes hashtag the land off his Twitter bio. All this, of course, while Steph Curry uh, lights up the lights the world on fire, and the Warriors just can't fucking lose. Did I uh, did I miss anything, Maddie? Jesus, I hope not. That's a lot. God damn it. Like, why can't we have one just nice season of, of crushing fools, having a few disappointing games? You know, I'm not asking for, for, for breaking 72 and 10, like the Warriors are probably going to do. 
Uh, all I want is like a, you know, I think that was 15, 17 lost season, you know? I think that was the, uh, the 08, 09 season was that, Patty. Yeah, why can't we have that again? That's where we were getting back when LeBron came. And then we'd just worry again in the playoffs. It'd just be a cakewalk to the playoffs, and then we'd start worrying. We'd have a whole season to just be happy about basketball. This is why we can't have nice things. Now, no, this has been a weird, weird year. Not, I, you know, honestly, if we look back from the beginning again, and you'd said this is where 47, what are we, 42 and 17 mm-hmm. at this point, two games up in the East. I'd have said that sounds great. Yeah. Sign me up. That's, especially, good, that's, that's fine. Especially with, you know, Kyrie starting the season up. But, like, if you were told any details. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Is once, yeah. it's, it's hard to know how much to get into the, the drama of the season. And, we, you know, we obviously read way too much into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to know what's signal and what's noise. I, I guess I do feel like if I was going to, if I'm allowed to do this, not, not read anything about the actual uh, um, um, things that are happening, but uh, you know, all, all, you know, the, the, all the storylines, but if I were just to be able to look at the, um, the actual uh, games, like mm-hmm. me, me, meaning seeing the one loss, like who do we beat? Who do we lose? Look at the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. I would be a little weirded out. Yeah. Obviously the blowout to the Warriors, I honestly, it's it's for playing good teams. Losses. We've, had, we've had one bad loss. Yeah, well, good teams. Yes. What's the other bad loss to a good team that we've had? We've gotten blown out by Portland, who's not so bad as we thought they were, and the Wizards twice. Those were weird. Yeah, the, the Golden State Warriors also got blown out by Portland. So that was nice. Sure, but if you you know if you just say, well, we're going to get blown out by three bad teams once without LeBron, I would have said, all right, you know that happens. We. Probably were fell asleep for a couple games. The other losses have been close for the most part, right? Am I forgetting about it? some blowouts in there? And we've played the good teams well. We beat OKC twice. We're one and one against the Spurs, including blowing them out once. I guess that one Bulls loss wasn't good in Tyron Lue's first game, but that was a super funky one where we were missing free throws. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, you make a persuasive point. You're... You look like a little ray of sunshine there, Maddie. Yeah, I got a little in me. I'm I'm yeah. trying to to I'm trying to continue from the last time we talked, Patty. You know, but this 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 is what we're doing. This is what the podcast is today. Uh, we're we're going to talk about all this and figure it out. See, if there's any reason for hope, uh, which I guess is it, that's that's going to be your role, Maddie. Which is which is exciting for me. I, I get to despair and wallow in uh, existential dread, <laughs> and and you can pull me out. I'll try to build you back up. Excellent. Thank you, Maddie. My um, we were going to try a little tribe and Browns, but you know, we started this podcast a little late because the software we were trying to test is just crap. So uh, we're back with the hangouts for now until I can figure, figure something better out. Um, so we're probably going to skip the tribe and the Browns this week and just talk all cabs. So, um, well, let's, let's do it. Let's do it super real quick right now, Pat. Let, let, let's do, do it in that. two minutes. I'm going to hold us to two minutes. I think we're seven minutes in right now. If, I, right. I didn't look at the exact time that we started, but um, watch the clock. I'm going to do tribe in 30 seconds. <laughs> right now, go. Amonti got suspended for 80 games. That was our projected starting center fielder. He's out. I think that opens the door for Tyler Naquin to come in. I'm actually more excited about that. We might as well see what we have with him. Absolutely. Our, our, our outfield of the future is coming probably next year, so it's really just a gap year, a bridge year for that. And if he can hold down the fort, that's good enough. Everything else is looking fine. They signed uh, Uribe, which is who they wanted, both for a clubhouse presence and to give Urshela some time to develop. Uh, his hitting in AAA, so I'm I'm still same place with the tribe. I'm optimistic. The Almonte thing stings a little, but honestly, he was never going to be anything great, and I think we might get more value out of Naquin defensively anyway. So that's that. Nice, signed up, sold. I'll, I'll do Browns in thirty seconds. Alex Max signed out of his contract, but signed out of his contract, opted out of his contract. Not unexpected, but he's also not necessarily going to walk. It sounds like he's actually open to returning. Uh, but it's not really clear whether the Browns want him back. But you know, why why would he be open to returning if the Browns hadn't given any signal that that they still want him? Uh, which is a good sign for what Hugh and the new um, uh, the new regime can do. Uh, also, Josh Gordon stuff. Uh, the Browns signaled they're well, willing to have him. They're happy to have him back. It sounds like they 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 they've been impressed with his ability to like get his shit together. But of course, it's a very short leash with him. So it sounds like they're going to try to keep it together. Um, one final weird thing. Apparently, Dante Whitner told somebody. Uh, on a radio show that it, it, when Josh Gordon hit rock bottom, he ballooned to 255 pounds. 
Uh-oh. Um, which Gordon laughs at and says it makes fun of and says that's ridiculous. Also, Dante Whitner might get cut um, uh, uh, to get to shed his salary. Um, Likely. That seems, yeah, that seems that. So that, that's I think that covers it, right? Anything else I missed? Aside from the fact that everyone's saying Carson Wentz is now the big uh, guy that the Browns are in favor of. I really hope that's all subterfuge and we're going after Goff. It seems there's still I've seen no reason why we shouldn't tra- uh, draft Goff uh, from day one. You're not worried about his small hands. <laughs> small hands. Does he have any small hands? Small hands. <laughs> uh, there is that weird. There is I that weird thing. Small. I don't think it matters. I think that's that, a bunch of is, Yeah, I mean, you know who had, who had huge hands or the biggest hands in the draft? I think for uh, two years ago. Johnny Football. Yep, Johnny Football. Yeah. Big hands to grab that bottle. Ooh. Uh, was that too soon? Yeah, <laughs> too that's soon. not nice. He's really struggling with something, Pat. That's not cool. Yeah, he's, he's an asshole. We can laugh at people that are struggling if they're assholes, right? Is that how, how does that work? That's a much bigger life life philosophy can, question. Can, can can you laugh at someone's uh, uh, very real struggles with uh, substance abuse if they are also an asshole when they're not? On substance uh, this, is, this is probably well, beyond the scope of this podcast to discuss this, Pat. Why not? Why why are we unqualified? Uh, <laughs> I didn't say we were unqualified. <laughs> people have tuned in for that's true that is true that is true um but i don't know some, sometimes like you get a little philosophy going um but yes because as some would say it could be the uh, disease that's driving it but whatever he's an asshole uh, okay so we cut we we, we made a little on 30 seconds each but we're still still pretty early on i think we're 10 minutes in okay um let's go right, so, so we talked a little bit about losing andy inside of throne state warriors i mean i it's hard at this point to get upset at Dan Gilbert for being cheap. But that's really all this was, right? A hundred percent. I mean, we lost that draft pick, which will be late in two years, I think, right? It'll be our 2018 because mm-hmm. our 16 will convey to whoever's got traded a bunch of times. So I can't remember who actually gets it. But, uh, you know, I don't know. We, it's not my money, so would I have rather him just sucked it up and paid Andy and kept our draft pick and gotten Channing Fry because we could have done all of that? Of course. Yes. Um, but on the other hand, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say bad things about Andy, but it's, it's he was more than likely that he was going to get hurt at some point if he really played minutes. I, it's just the bad mojo that's got me worried. Absolutely. That, that's the whole point. Objectively speaking, Chang Fry is a huge upgrade over Andy. He still has some legs. He's decent on defense. He, he, he plays positions right. Um, people have been pointing out how Andy has been in the wrong place left and right. Uh, fortuitously, in one case where he let uh, uh, Curry get clobbered, uh, feeding, feeding the rumor mill. Yeah. Feeding the legend, the legend that this is a, it was, it was a grand conspiracy uh, where Andy's going to sabotage them for us. It's a Manchurian um, candidate situation. Exactly. Um, I, I'm sort of, I'm sort of like, I mean, I know that's ridiculous, but part of me, part of me is kind of clinging to that idea. Uh, even it would be awesome. True. It would be so great. It'd be so great <laughs> if he's like, you know, game, game seven of the finals uh, or whatever. He just, you know, actually decks or, or, or shins uh, Curry or Dre Green and just tears off his, his basketball jersey. It's like it's on <laughs> they pull him up on the podium for the award ceremony. Yeah. What's, what was the, the, the meme? Dang, that, that's Anderson Barrett's music. Yeah. <laughs> little WWE reference there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That, that would that would be so great, Andy. Please just, just consider it, man. Um, I, I actually I sent him uh, I, I tweeted at him um, when he left just to thank him for playing uh, with us. And, and I, it was weird the game that stuck out to me. When I thought about what I really appreciate about Andy, and there's so many great things from from the playoff years. Uh, but what I really appreciate about him is he was the one guy that stayed with us and and was sort of a mini hope in the bad years. Yeah. Like, oh, he could develop into this, like, monster double-double machine. And, he, and he, honestly, if he'd stayed healthy, he would have had a couple of years with averaging double-doubles. He would have his best seasons. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, he'd be injured. Uh, but there was that one year. Uh, you remember, you were there. We met on Christmas party. It was, like, a couple of days, you know, in December. We just come off, like, an eight or nine-game losing streak. We were playing the Knicks, who were a playoff-bound team that year. Uh, they had Carmelo, I think, and, you know, uh, uh, Stoudemire when he was so good. Amari. Yeah. Uh, and Andy was just eating Stoudemire's lunch. I mean, Stoudemire had a great game, but still, Andy was like, was he made him a very inefficient scorer that game and was just harassing him all night, getting bothered, and we won that game in overtime. It was just an unexpectedly awesome game. 
Uh, and I just remember how hard he played. So I was like, Andy, thank you for that, for that specific game more than anything. Cause like, that was what we, that we needed in, in the dark times. And that's probably, I think why people love him so much, not just for his times during the playoff years, but just what a great guy he was, uh, during the lean years. Oh yeah. He stuck so, with us. So I miss him. By the way, that game at the end of the game, I think I, t- I texted you this, uh, Byron Scott had a quote in the papers afterwards saying, I told the guys, we just play like this every night. We're going to do well. We what we the next game started our uh, record setting uh, 20, 24 game losing streak, twenty six twenty six. I forget what it was, but that was that was the last win we had before the dark. before that losing streak. So dark. So uh, uh, good 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 job, good job. It's it is weird and uncomfortable watching him on the Warriors, mm. and I can't imagine he's actually going to play real meaningful minutes in the playoffs. Yeah, especially assuming Azili gets healthy. Um, but he, and even if he doesn't, honestly, they'll they'll shorten the rotation. But uh, eh, I don't like it's, anything about it, honestly. Nothing. No, I mean, God, all these buyouts and stuff. Nothing could be working more terribly for the Cavs. Andy signs with the one team, the worst team you could sign with. I would have hated him signing with the Heat, obviously, and Boston maybe. But like the Warriors, man, God, the Spurs were coming after him hard. Let's go with the Spurs, man. Come on. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's the worst. Let's skip ahead. Well, no, I'll, I'll leave Joe Johnson for later because this segues nicely into another section of our of our conversation. Uh, let's stick with uh, with with who's replacing uh, Andy. Uh, I mean, Channing Frye is a great addition. I mean, what's weird is he didn't play the other night. Then he? he got a DMP uh, against Indiana. That's correct. Yeah. So Very I mean. I like having it, but the weird thing is he should be playing the five more often. He should be playing the undersized five role against most teams. I mean, some teams he can't. I mean, you know, Miles Turner's a big guy, so that, that kind of, you know, screws up the rotations a little bit. It's harder for him to cover. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I'd like to see him playing the five more so we can get some more small laughs out there. Um, but uh, it seems like Lou's only comfortable playing with the four. But you, you can see when he plays, he plays solid D. He's in the right place. He puts a body. He makes the shot a little bit difficult, but he's not a stopper, you know. Um, but he can hit threes. He 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 put a put a game to bed for us the other night. So Hornets yeah, um, game. Yeah, he looked good so, in that game. So I'm 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 excited about Channing Fry. I think he gives us some some flexibility. I mean, again, he's a he's a low end of the rotation guy, but it means we don't need to play champ, you know. Yeah, like Th- that, that's what that is. Like, how many times are we playing champ and we're like, oh shit. You know, now we can we have this luxury of playing this guy. This is this is a good thing for our team, especially when injuries hit. You know, it's it's just this is Cleveland, so of course they're going to hit. Um, Do you want to talk about the laughability of uh, Bill Simmons questioning how he was going to get open threes on our team? God, Bill Simmons, you, you listen to Bill Simmons. You tell me about this podcast. I, I heard that Bill Simmons said in this podcast that one. Well, maybe it is an early podcast. I don't know why. I don't like Jan Friendly Cavs because he's just not going to get those open threes. It's, it's like. The fucking, what fucking team have you been watching? Everyone gets open threes on the Cavs, except for, you know, it's like, you know the, the main guys. But, like, the role players always get open threes on any LeBron team. Like, are you, if you watch any oh, yeah. LeBron team over the years, one. Two, the only, I mean, yeah, the exception I give is, like, really great defensive teams. Like, you know, the Warriors are pretty good at snuffing out a lot of our, our three-point uh, openings because they're just a great defensive team. But what the fuck? Even, even still. Inclusive of Kevin Love, which is another thing he said, which is, I wish Love could come to the Celtics because that corner three is wide open all the time on our team. And I was like, you're not even watching just, games. Just stop jerking off to yourself. I mean, just I mean, have some self-respect. Yeah. I guess it's just, it's just, I mean, I, would, I mean, or, or try not to make, I mean, have some standards. Don't make your show one giant troll job for your fucking team. I mean, you know, look, we're obviously, we're homers. <laughs> But I don't think any of our takes rise to that horrible. You don't enough. catch us doing that. No, exactly. Uh, Jesus. Uh, and then also, he apparently said, um, uh, "You can give me the context in this." Um, you know, the playoffs have not had a really. Um, uh, 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 there's not been a playoff-defining injury for years in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. a lot of nerve. years, years. A lot of nerve. <laughs> what the fuck? I, w- I was infuriated when I heard that. I was like, this just happened. We had two. Like, what, at what point does, does bad takes catch up to him? Never? Uh, yeah. just, just, I guess not. I mean, like, the, the only defense now for Bill Simmons I'm finding these days is, well, he hires great guys. He starts a lot of great careers. He graces great – all right, fine. Can he just shut the fuck up? 
I mean, I'm appreciative of people making mistakes in podcasts and when you're doing it off the cuff and not, not, but those are. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I get drunk during our podcast and I'm, I'm borderline un- unlistenable sometimes, but, <laughs> but I'm, I don't get paid for this. That's uh, true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Different standard. Different standards here. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure he's a funny guy, uh, uh, but I mean, how, how frequently does this happen? Is, is, I mean, obviously, I'm only paying attention when he makes horrible cabs uh, uh, takes, but but uh, I get the feeling that like this is certainly uh, very common for him with football. Um, but how often does takes this bad in basketball? Yeah, a decent amount. Yeah, <laughs> a decent amount. He's usually good for one or two per per podcast. I'd say. I mean, I, I like I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, which would be smart for me if I'm going to run a podcast. But you know, I've listened to Zach Lowe a couple of times. I I love Zach Lowe. So he's smart and he's funny and irreverent. Uh, that's that's great. He's a good guest. Uh, I, I mean, Simmons is still running his "I'm mostly a fan" thing. Right, like sort of like Zach Lowe is a professional. Yeah, yeah, true. He doesn't, he doesn't make those kinds of mistakes. Yeah, I guess so. Simmons wears his his fan hat first, as much as he'd like to pretend not at some points. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I'm glad you listened to him because I can't deal with it. Um, I did. Do you have anything else to say that was horrible? Any horrible takes that I'm missing? No, that's that's enough for now. All right. All right. Um, before we leave the the trade stuff, so I'm happy, happy we had Fry from a from an objective standpoint, from a subjective emotional standpoint. Um, we hate it uh, just because the the bad vibe. Um, you know, but I can't blame. By the way, as you can get not believe this, I really can't blame Griffin for doing this. This is a smart move. This is a move yep. you have to make when the Warriors are as good as they are. You have to swing a little bit for the fences. Yeah, Agreed. you might jam, you know, uh, 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 um, what do you call it, um, chemistry. But holy shit, we didn't have chemistry really until, like, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving started going down with injuries when we formed this new fucking chemistry. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. I don't know about that. We were pretty good from whatever the, the uh, that's winning in January last year. We were pretty. That's pretty true. Good. That's true. But we forged a new identity after they left. You're, you're right. We were we were a juggernaut uh, 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 towards the end of the season, uh, regular season, um, yeah. and they were everyone was getting along. It was great. And we were laughing at all the uh, uh, Boston trolls trying to trying to pretend that that love wanted to leave. Um, but you know, the point being, there's time. There's time to forge that chemistry, and that is another silver line we can keep pointing to as we go through all this horrible news. Um, some of the trades we didn't make, we didn't trade for Marquise Morris. Um, I think I'm happy about that, um, just because I, I, I kind of fucking hate the Morris twins. Every time I see them, they're just being just awful. Yeah, I still. I, I don't mean, know. Are you considering if we could have traded that same draft pick that we used to unload Andy and gotten him? That's my point. Okay about it. That's my point. Um, Remember, but, he's a Draymond stopper. That's what they say. But you know what would happen if a Draymond stopper comes to Cleveland, right? I know. It's immediately stop stopping Draymond. I yeah, he'd really stop stopping Draymond. He would suck, and he would uh, implode the team because he's a fucking you know, locker room cancer. That's yeah, probably true. So, I'm, not, I'm not so unhappy about it. Yeah, I feel like with I feel like with with Cleveland luck, you have to pay that put that into effect with some of the trades. So 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 the the Channing Frye trade towards the back of the bench is probably the safest trade we could have made. Um, and maybe it's a reverse jinx. It's like you know you were just intentionally throwing Andy out to to I don't know get out of the way early. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm reaching here, Maddie. Um, all right. So what what the fuck is going on with Kyrie, Maddie? I don't know. I you know I am upset about this bed bug thing, honestly, and I don't feel like it's gotten enough play. Can you imagine if you were dealing with a friend and you had something important going on in all of your lives or a coworker, and they were like. Yeah, man, I just can't do it. I only got a few hours sleep last night. There were bed bugs. You'd be like, fine, get it together, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. We got some stuff going on here. You owe three hours of sleep. Fine. That's three hours of sleep. That's plenty. You got plenty of sleep. I had flu-like symptoms. I was sick to my stomach from these bed bugs. How would you feel if you saw a bed bug? I mean, grow up. I yeah. like I, I don't want to make too big a deal of it, but honestly, it was one of those moments where I was like, <laughs> too late. Have, <laughs> yeah. Does he have is he missing something here that that you would prefer to have from somebody in, in the position that we're asking from him? Like that is a major, that was a major game against a big team that he just quit on because he was scared of some bugs the night before and he didn't get a good night's sleep. That's what he sat that game out with. I didn't get a good night's sleep and I was freaked out by some bugs. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That was it. Not flu like symptoms. He didn't have flu like <laughs> symptoms. He didn't get a lot of sleep because of bugs. He said he was nauseous, though, right? He confirmed that he was nauseous. He was nauseous because of the bugs, and he didn't get a lot of sleep. Not nauseous because like, he was actually sick. 
he was fine then 100 percent fine the next day so, so what's the likelihood it, it, is is he a pussy weirdo quitter cancer which is you know like the, like we know the lost season he had before lebron came back uh, you know we were saying the shit about him he was having that he was having i know we were ready to trade him for a, a top 10 pick yeah uh uh so there was that so is, is it that or is something else serious going on uh uh and and this was his weird way of of trying to explain how he didn't have the flu but he was incapacitated like it's something more serious think so i don't think um, i really think it was bed bugs i just think that's the weakest thing i've ever heard in my life i here here's what i'm thinking this is my new theory and i hope hopefully you've done some research this is the last podcast on uh, this. well i've got some research on his baby mama that well that's what i'm talking about i i not baby, the new not the new one the baby mama i can't remember the maybe that's it too i don't know maybe it, but I, 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 I'm just, I'm just seeing Kim Basinger and and, uh, and Roy Hobbs here. Uh, this is, this is it, something that's fucked up with Kyrie's head. It's not about basketball. That's, that's, that's my theory. You may be right, and I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I, so you can't judge how serious it is, or whether he should suck it up, and you know, be a man. Um, but uh, that was, that was my terrible Vito Corleone. Um, you can be a man. Um, so <laughs> it came out wrong. Um, so I, I, I don't know. What the, I, that, that's my theory. What, what, what have you learned? Because so he had a baby in September, and he said nice things about the mother on Instagram. And I was like, oh, this is somebody he's with. No, it was just a Texas beauty queen that he knocked up. And... I had always been assuming that Kyrie was smarter than that. Yeah. Although I never, you never, you never heard of like about a significant other. He's always kind of single, so who knows? Right. Yeah. So, how old is he now? How old is he now? Twenty-two, twenty-three. Twenty. I mean, he was nineteen when he came in for you. He's twenty-three, twenty-four, yeah. maybe. I um, I don't. I think somebody on Cavs the blog said this. Is he a fake smart guy? <laughs> fake tough guys in the league, but he's like articulate uh -huh. and speaks his mind well, and he's clearly creative. He did the Uncle Drew commercial, but he does some dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 worried about him. I'm a little worried about him too. I wonder if he's not. He's he's a smart guy, but a smart guy makes bad decisions. Oh sure, we all know that guy. It's it's a lot a lot of us. The girl was hot. I'll tell you that. Beauty <laughs> queen. I get that. You're in the NBA. You're. I mean, come on. Uh, if you're single, got no attachments, there, there's no way you're not hitting a lot of people. In, 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 like, like, I, I, mistakes have been made in the past. You know, I'm not going to talk about it. But you know, not that I've knocked up anybody or, or, or had to pay off a beauty queen. But uh, uh, I can see bad decisions being made if I'm in my early 20s. This is easy for me to say because I haven't met Becky yet. Uh, if I'm in my early 20s uh, and I'm an NBA star and a millionaire. Right, and I have a recognizable sure. name, and I have a you know a sneaker line named after me. You know, I, I can I can see uh, uh, you know bad bad idea jeans <laughs> fitting me snugly. Um, so you know, I, I'm just worried about something. Something else is clearly going on, which which to me is a silver lining in a sense. <laughs> if I can get there, the silver lining, which is that. Maybe that shit clears up and he gets to focus his life on basketball at some point and it clicks. Um, like the bigger concern to me is the other rumors that he just hates playing with LeBron. This stuff, this the next thing rumors come out that rumors that he wants to go out of Cleveland, which came from a pretty dubious source. Yeah, I was gonna say Stephen A. Stephen a. Smith. Smith. This is an old. There's an old rumor from uh, before he was on his huge contract. That rumor then was stoked by Brian Windhorst, who's never wrong about Cavs rumors. Right. Because as soon as he was saying that, uh, uh, like Kyrie then went and signed a, you know, five-year deal. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that means that there was never any smoke there. I think Kyrie was, I mean, like, it would be. It's, it's the Cleveland. team was terrible. The team was terrible. Cleveland is not a, a marquee destination for free agents and for NBA players who are trying to create star cred uh, and get visibility. So uh, it was understandable. Um, but, uh, you know, he gets credit for re-signing that big deal 
well before the LeBron trade wins even came uh, to surface. Am I right? I feel like that was totally true. Like we we didn't even get well, a whiff. Am I am I crazy? Oh, the whiffs were there big time. Where are they? I I missed I missed I missed that. I was I think it was abroad when that all started. Chris Sheridan was on it. That trainer from Cleveland was betting people. He I don't know. I I, I thought him gross and naked. I thought it was before any any. I thought it was before any any serious um, actual contact had been made, uh, uh, or you know or at least had been started. Like like the the, the, the you know the uh, the what you call it. Uh, 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 Rich, Rich Paul, um, Dan Gilbert conversation. I thought, that, I thought he signed before that started. It might have been, but the rumors were still going. Yeah, okay. I, it's, I, I didn't have a good handle on the rumor period because I came in, I came back from, I was like in Spain, I think, at the time when this started. I, I was coming back into the country when, when it was yeah. getting crazy. And they don't have the internet in Spain. I know that about it, that place. <laughs> well, it's, I didn't have cell reception, so the constant checking of the phone thing was harder. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, wonderful beaches. We were in Mallorca. It was like, it's, sometimes you don't think about it. Shut on, Pat. It was beautiful, beautiful beaches. Just great food, wine, laughter. Remember the laughter? Ignoring the biggest moments in <laughs> history. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I tend to buy the Kyrie gets frustrated by LeBron because LeBron's hard on him because LeBron's hard on everybody. Everyone gets tired of LeBron. Uh, there's been a lot of you know, uh, uh, locker room I stories. I believe that too. A lot of locker room stories from like Richard Jefferson making jokes about we're just taking take LeBron. It's not actually beer. Like we're not, we're not having a drink after the game. You know, which is like, Jesus, what we can, you know, but, uh, you know, so he's, he's kind of a hard ass, but, um, I think, I think Kyrie respects it. And, you know, he's, he's, I mean, well, you could see this, so I talked about this with the Patriots game, which I saw in fourth quarter, but I don't think you saw it. Um, I mean, you know, another game of us playing down to our opponent, not playing that particularly well. Um, and then turning off last minute and but the point being, you know, Kyrie only had six assists, but I watched him do some of his dribbling, use a pick get a spot open for a mid-range jumper that he's been shooting constantly. And I'm not, I don't have a problem with him shooting that because he's nailing them at huge, high, successful rates. But instead, you can see him forcing himself to think and look for the pass, which is clearly someone is getting into his head saying, pass the fucking ball. Like, the, 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 so he's still listening. He's still trying. He still cares. And so that's what makes me think there's something there. I just worry about you know, his capacity to go Nova this season. Like he seemed to go last year before he started getting hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, cause that's the, again, I come back to my beginning of the season statement that our only way we win this title is if Kyrie goes Nova and becomes the best player in the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's far from that right now, obviously. Real he's far. Got, he's, he's got no three point shot. It was just crazy. And, and I tend to think he's, he's, it's in his head, this confidence thing. I mean, look, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, last night, um, uh, Clay Thompson, I like, jacked up 15 three pointers. Mm-hmm. We have like five of them. That's a terrible percentage. Oh, that's not so terrible. 33%, whatever. For him, it's terrible. The point being, I think if Kyrie Jack had 15 three-pointers, he'd hit five of them almost every single night, right? Oh, yeah. I think Probably so. more. I want him to be jacking more three-pointers. I'm watching him and Kevin Love just pass up wide-open three-pointers. It's driving me fucking crazy. Shoot it. Just yeah. shoot it. It's okay if you miss. You're a good yeah. shooter. You're going to start hitting them. You're going to get a groove, and you'll make it back when you start feeling it. Like, but if you don't take the shot, you're not going to get any rhythm, and you're not going to feel it. Like, and like, Pat, I think Pat, it sounds like you want them to spend a little time at JR school. <laughs> mm-hmm. You damn right, I want them to. Catch me at the Q stretch, I can we'll come back to that later. Call me the king's ransom, but still enigmatic, uh, athletic, <laughs> enhanced. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, part of me also thinks that the reason why Steph is is shooting threes—he's he's first of all taking, he's, he's breaking the record for three-point attempts in the season. Um, so I, I saw someone saying, "Oh yeah, big deal! You, you're setting the record for three points in the season. You're also set the record for three-point attempts in the season." But yeah, he's also shooting forty-six percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he's just shooting a ton and just you know and making more at a, at a low clip. But I think that shooting more if you're a shooter. Has has a, a, a you know a, a corollary effect that you start to get in rhythm and start to hit more. This is my this is my armchair theory, Maddie. I have no evidence to back this up. You want your shooters to shoot, and part of it is the value that they have in spreading the floor, and you mm-hmm. want people to respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in Kyrie's case, who is he is a better three point shooter than Kevin Love is. Yeah. We really want him shooting that, and especially we want him working off the ball. I think what we're seeing 
is that LeBron, per usual, is great with the ball in his hands, especially when he's distributing and not not uh, doing ISO crap. Yeah. Um, we want Kyrie running off the ball a lot more, mm-hmm. doing pick and pop stuff with LeBron, doing it with with uh, Love. There's a lot. He's got a lot of value that he can add doing that stuff rather than his uh, the hummingbird dribbling routine that he so often finds himself falling into. Exactly, and, and I mean, you know, I want. I mean, let's skip ahead actually to coaching here, just because um, uh, uh, my next thing I was going to ask is like, what I want to see out of LeBron and and Kyrie is to be t- taking turns with the ball. Like, I mean, essentially, I mean, look, I mean, we talked about this before. I mean, LeBron should be playing a similar Draymond Green role. Not that he's Draymond Green. He's better than Draymond Green. Um, and frankly, Draymond Green's passing, I don't think is that, you know, LeBron's a great fucking passer. He, he doesn't have Draymond Green's assist numbers, I don't think, because we're not using him that way. Uh, I like the idea of LeBron saying picks for Kyrie, Kyrie dumping it off to LeBron and, you know, it, and letting the, let it, letting the action flow. I don't know why we aren't trying to mimic some of those 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 sets because yeah. that's a very similar personnel skill. You know, well, I think Curry clearly has more skill than Kyrie in respects. Uh, uh, LeBron clearly has more skill than than uh, uh, Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean, LeBron's uh, asked to score more than than Draymond, and also Draymond is passing to the two best shooters in the league. That's true. In terms, in terms of the numbers, yeah, that's true. But also, uh, uh, he's all, LeBron is surrounded by a shit ton of great shooters, right? Well, so, except they're not shooting that great. Yeah, right now, right. But I, I think if, if, you get, if you get him the ball in movement, basically I'm asking for more LeBron, Kyrie, pick and rolls. I, 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 they've gone away from it, I feel like. I haven't seen it a lot as much. Have you, have you seen it as much lately? No, I have not. Which is deeply strange to me because LeBron himself, who's apparently run the team in, in the front office, said how that, could be their, that should be their bread and butter play. Mm-hmm. And it's just not been, and I don't know what's going on. Um, so l- l- let me skip ahead to our section on, on, on coaching. So right, so right now we're in the middle of a three-day uh, stretch, a rare stretch of three days between games. Um, we, you know, we kept talking about how uh, uh, some of the excuses for the Cavs right now is they haven't had any practice time. It's hard for them, you know, to, to shift to a new coaching staff, new sets, learn the new sets, you know, uh, gel together under the new kind of you know formula. But Lou gave them two days off and only one day of practice. Is that the right call? It's a little strange. I mean, I guess I get the day off on Tuesday, right? They'd back. Of course, of course, of course, they day. Monday. Um, yeah, I don't. I would have liked to see practice Wednesday and Thursday. I think. Yeah. This is where we honestly <laughs> really just do not know enough about how oh, this run. particular team works, how NBA teams like to run things generally. I think I trust Lou to know what he's doing with that that part of the game a little bit. I have some doubts other places that I'll talk about in a minute, but I don't know. I my preference would have been for more practice. They need it. They need it too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, there's two other possibilities. Uh, uh, one and also, is... Pat, it wasn't no practice. It was a day of shooting and and something. Oh, else. did they? Okay. Like they were, it's not today. Was not just stay home and do whatever you want, which yesterday was. It was a shoot around and film session and stuff. Oh, like it was. That. It was. LeBron was back. I think so. Okay, because I thought he went to Miami because he had several days off in a row, and that was what I was going to ask. I was like, maybe LeBron said, hey, guys, I'm taking two days off. So oh, I thought he just went down yesterday and came back well, up. I, I think he did, but I sort of assumed that he was you know, going to be down there today too, so that's why he wanted to make a big trip out of it or something. I, I don't know, whatever. Uh, we'll get back to the LeBron in a second. Um, but the other thing I was thinking was maybe by having a non-practice day – I mean, look, I understand um, – you know, <laughs> From my time captaining an ultimate frisbee team, I speak from a position of authority here, Matt. Uh, but also, like just just managing in general, when you have to run a practice or run a session, it takes a lot of work and planning and time um, as a coach. So maybe they wanted a day, not just on Tuesday, but also on Wednesday, to to sketch things out, to have like a strategy, to, to like figure out what they wanted to do, and get a little more organized as a coaching staff to have a more effective practice. And also, just not just that one practice, but all the practices to come, right? Maybe they're setting up like uh, a strategy for here's some practice days we're going to have in the next two, three weeks. Here, I want to install this, this day, this, that day, this defensive set that day, this, you know, the, all, all the Kevin Lavelle will plays here. I want to run Kyrie LeBron pick and roll like sets. Just all day in practice, we're going to do these, you know. So maybe they're doing a strategy day. That's what the coaches are doing since the – let them do a shoot around. That's, that's my most optimistic. Um, I mean, I hope, I hope that's true. 
and, but, and, that's, and, that's, and that's reasonable. That, that actually could make sense. Like, you, you know, don't have a lot of time to... Maybe. Except that, why don't they do that on Tuesday? Oh, but maybe the point is that it, take, it, it may take a lot of work. You know, maybe they need two days to do that. And also, yeah. also because well, Tuesday, well, Tuesday, you have to plan Wednesday's practice, maybe, you know, or, or, or like, you know, you have to spend too much time playing. Yeah, that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not buying that. He's got, he's got a, a whole veteran crew of assistant coaches there. Um, I don't know. This gets into my, some of my worries, which is just that we are, I'm worried that we're just totally outclassed by other, the, the premier coaches in the league. Kerr. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Pop Stevens. And part of what I thought I, was, I heard this was from a Simmons podcast, but somebody else reported this. I think that Kerr in the off season was just went to his coaches and was like, "I want a hundred inbound plays. Get a hundred different inbound plays. I want to see and run through them. Drills the guys on them and has them to break out. And you see, they have good, freaking good inbounds plays. Yeah. Um, as opposed to what we ran the other night in Toronto twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Stevens in Boston. And that that stuff has me worried. Like, is there who's on the Cavs is just thinking twenty four hours a day about how to beat the Warriors and what crazy stuff we this squad can do to beat the Warriors. I hope there's somebody. There should be somebody. We should be able to pay somebody to be doing that constantly. If I was running the organization, I would have somebody doing that. I'm not convinced that's happening. Yeah, uh, that worries me. To, to be fair, I don't, I don't know that it was happening under Blatt either. Um, no, 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 no. I'm not. This isn't a Lou criticism. This is a general state of the Cavs coaching criticism. Yeah. Maybe it is, but I am worried it's not, and I feel like that kind of thought is going into it for some of the premier clubs. Yeah, and so a lot of the shade being thrown loose way from from the coaches is weird. Um, right. Well, they, they may. I still think that was more about uh, uh, coaches closing ranks as a. Yes, I don't think that's about Lou because he's a coach now. It yeah, wasn't his yeah. decision. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I mean, Lou, Lou learned out of Doc Rivers, who I don't have a lot of. Uh, uh, I don't think that much of as a coach. But, no, I think um, he's a good, a relatively good ego manager, and that's about it. Right, and that seemed to be what uh, uh, Griff was going for with Lou. I and mean, again, the stuff we've seen them try to do. Again, I keep getting coming back to this. I, I, I like what they're doing strategy wise. It makes sense to me from, from a philosophy standpoint. And while inbound plays are great, and I'd like to see them do that, and, and that's something that everyone should do, and it doesn't take that much to do, um, you know, having the good habits. The reason why the, the Warriors win games is that they have great fucking habits. You, you know, when the plays break down, when the things are sloppy or in motion, like they just they pass the ball the perfect spot. They're in the perfect spot. And had, part of that is because they oh, the spacing. No, 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 no. Oh, they've been what? allowed to. They've been allowed to grow as a team together, and nobody's yes. a panic button. They pushed the. If you want to call firing Mark Jackson a panic button, fine. But that was the right move. Clearly, and they kept everybody else. They didn't change the personnel. No, they didn't mess with the personnel. They added pieces around the margins mm-hmm. uh, and got lucky here and there. But in general, the, the, the Cavs have played what eighty games together, maybe. Mm-hmm. Not even as a full unit with 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 Chump Smith and Mozgov. Not even, because mm-hmm. even when they came back this year, Kyrie was hurt. They they haven't had the time. That's one of the reasons I don't. This is getting way too far afield. But I don't want to. I don't think I want to blow things up necessarily. Yeah. No. This is this is something I was thinking about too. Um. Uh, I don't think we put it in our in our outline, but um. Uh, whatever happened this year, even we have a really disappointing year. Um. I, this is, you know, it's, it, we always have this question with the Browns, right? The Browns are so terrible. Should we blow it up again? And it's so easy to blow it up constantly. And we keep saying, look at the Bengals. The Bengals didn't blow it up. They kept Marvin Lewis around, and now they're good. You know, the problem being, like, what if you have a complete nincompoop in charge, though? Because continuity doesn't really make sense, or really, it's really helpful. Um, but with the players, though, you know, these are all objectively good players. They fill kind of all the roles that we need, it's not likely we're going to find someone better. And if you're worried about chemistry, I don't think making, you know, limited trades is going to get you the best value in talent versus also best matching chemistry. You know, yeah. it's kind of thing. You just kind of, you know, these guys, decent people, it seemed like they are, you know, individually, individually they don't have a bad rap sheet. Uh, you know, except JR, although we'll get in JR in a second. Um, so let them, let them get used to each other. I feel like we've got the pieces. They can if they just get a consistent, you know. I'd like I'd like to see Lou have a whole season with these guys. 
uh, with the same guys, just bring him back, man. They're still young. LeBron's still got some legs, but honestly, you know, LeBron needs, you know, we need to be able to start winning without LeBron. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that's what's so, what's so discouraging yeah, about the Wizards game. That game was super depressing. It reminded, I texted this to you, but it reminded me 100% of the game they played last year in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, no LeBron against a terrible Kings team, and they got run out in a, the, almost exactly the same fashion. Mm-hmm. And after that, you're like, all right, if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love are all-stars, how are they getting blown out in this yeah. game? Those guys really are who we think they are. And that, that Wizards game was exceedingly disappointing for that mm-hmm. reason. So again, does that, does that mean we need to move on from Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and make a big trade in the offseason? Or, yeah. or, or is it just that they haven't figured this shit out yet and haven't gelled and are, and are playing like a, a couple of all-stars that, that don't understand their roles when LeBron isn't on the floor? Right. Which I think is a problem. We need to be able to build an offense that works without LeBron so LeBron can also fit in as a third, as, as, as a third piece. I mean, yes, he can take over games. It's great. But like we need to figure out the offense you know, and, and the team, the defense, without LeBron on the floor. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know the answers to those questions, but those, that's what um, make those tough calls. Very quickly, quickly, you like uh, Lou's move to bench TT for Mozzie in the last game? I do. Yeah, I do too. I like TT off the bench. Better off the bench, more energy, and also uh, I just haven't liked his energy. It's just, you know, it, this it, it, it doesn't matter who fucking starts the game. It matters who finishes, and TT finished that game. That's what matters. I don't know um, if that matters. It matters that you're playing the right guys at the right time and getting the most out of them, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I'm still fine. I'm still fine with starting TT. Sorry to interrupt you, but sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. So just, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm not sorry interrupting you. Uh, I am apologizing for interrupting you. I'm not sorry, but I'm apologizing. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the right use of language. Anyways, um, uh, uh, I'm fine with starting TT when there's not, you know, it's a small team, right? But, you know, uh, if there's a big center like, like uh, Miles Turner, I want to see, you know, Mozzie out there starting the game. Yep. And we need to get value out of Mozgov, too. And if starting makes him feel a little better, that's fine. Um, all right. Um, uh, moving back to some other bad news. So Joe Johnson gets uh, uh, cut loose and seems like he's going to land with the Cavs. And all of a sudden, the Miami Heat swoop in and take him. Um, weird. A little weird. So weird. How did you feel about this? So it's weird because Miami, even with him playing well, whatever they're able to piece together, I don't think – it doesn't seem like Bosch is going to be able to come back this year. Uh, and even with him, I don't think they're championship contenders. No. So he's giving that up, and it says because he wants playing time. And, and I agree. I, don't, I wouldn't want him playing a ton of minutes for us. Because he, um, he, he fills a similar role to JR, right? What do you think? Yeah, except he's less, in, he's less enigmatic, athletic, or handsome. That's true. He doesn't have, the, he doesn't have those qualities. He's also not a, a great defensive player. No. Um, yeah. But he's big. I would have liked him as a piece. He would have been a nice piece off the bench to play some spot minutes and hit open threes. And He would have made our second unit so much more like devastating to, to bad teams. For so sure. Start rolling. And, and also Especially more... with Shump playing like shit. Um, yes, which is another topic of discussion. So I, I, I was looking forward to that. Uh, so disappointing that he's there. It's a little infuriating that he had such a great game out of the gate. I, yeah. I don't. That's a that's a high end for him in my opinion. I don't think he's got that in him. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right, but still. Game it's... after game after game, but it, it, I would have liked him on our bench for sure. That, that was a, a disappointment. It's a weird he's choice with LeBron too. Yeah, it was just allegedly good. anyway. I don't know if it was LeBron's. Sort of supposedly friends with everybody, but yeah. I, 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 by the way, do you think all these all these guys snubbing us and stuff like that? Do you think? Do you think LeBron people the league actually kind of hates LeBron? I don't know. It's a little weird. I'm starting to have some concerns about it. the latest. The one that'll be the test now, I guess, is Marcus Thornton, who we supposedly have a little interest in, and I also wouldn't mind. Oh yeah, um, yeah, he'd be great. He'd be great insurance. That's another yeah, and as an insurance piece, especially if Mo's maybe not right. coming back. Um, but it, it is weird. But, and, and to be fair, these aren't great buyout candidates this year. No, no. I mean, well, Joe, Joe Johnson would have been a really nice piece. Joe uh, Johnson was probably the best, but Chris Humphreys, Andre Fuller, no, no. Kevin, Kevin Martin maybe would have been nice. Nah, yeah, it's a chucker, though. We don't, have room for, we don't have room for a chucker, right? Isn't he kind of a volume guy? Yeah, but I, he can hit open threes. Yeah, that's true. But regardless, not a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Um they just those weren't really out there, so I don't know. 
Uh, and so this is probably us overthinking things a little. It's not a big deal. We weren't adding somebody that was going to be a, a main rotation player, even if it was Johnson would have been on the outskirts of the rotation, I think. So yeah, yeah. No, you're a little annoying, but not. That's not what we're not. If we lose a championship because we didn't have Joe Johnson, yeah, no, that, that, I'll be very surprised. You're right about that. Uh, LeBron's Miami vacation. Any, any other thoughts? Uh, none on that. I I think we should talk about the the piece that came out since the last time we talked about LeBron's uh, end of game shooting. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I think uh, that's the, worth a couple a couple minutes. The vile sticky things uh, brought this to our attention and 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 made some surprisingly. Coherent and cogent points, I would say. Would you? A rational person. Yeah. I know it's very, it's very encouraging. We applaud you, uh, Jeff Prestige, for um, going, coming back to the world of reason. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, this article came out right that uh, compared uh, LeBron's shooting. The, the, the metric was the last shot with like know, last seconds or what? Last five seconds. Five seconds or less. Less. Right. To die or go ahead. LeBron's like five of like 40 something. It was a 10% shooting, like really awful. Um, number one on the list, Rudy Gay. Rudolph Gay. 44% in that situation. Let's get him. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my point had been like, I mean, yes, I, uh, we've all long been frustrated by LeBron at the end of the game, right? He doesn't drive to the rack. He just takes his terrible step back long. Like the, he takes the worst shot in the game. Um, it, it, whether it's fatigue, uh, whether it's bravado, macho-ness, stubbornness. Uh, you know, Rusty brought up as, as a piece in his, his, his long-ending quest to, to argue that LeBron has low basketball IQ. But I don't see this as, an, as, as a matter of IQ. You and I agree it's more of a stubbornness thing. Um, it's sort of like a, a – this is just like – his ego. The culture. His ego. Yeah, exactly. And um, But I don't think it's uncommon in the NBA. You know, there's – Pat, do you remember the – I think it was the first year the Cavs were in the playoffs with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have been, even been the first game of the semifinals against Detroit. Very close game. I think we're down two points. Yep. I Waiting seconds. LeBron yeah. drives, kicks it out to a wide-open Danielle Marshall. For the three that would have won the game, Marshall misses the shot, and LeBron is lambasted the next day. I have, this is mostly I remember Skip Bayless doing this. So of course, of course, yeah. How much was outside of that? No, it was outside of that. Other people were giving him a hard time about you got to take the shot there. He needs to take the shot rather than getting the wide open shot for your mm-hmm. teammate, which is what Versteeg is arguing he should be doing more right. of. Right. Uh, I happen to agree with Versteeg. I think we should yes. run more stuff and get open shots for um, – our other qualified players. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'd love to see us just run something in those situations rather than hope and a prayer. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. And the funny thing is, like, earlier in that, in that playoffs, he, didn't we win the game on uh, LeBron driving kick to Damon Jones? Did we win that last game? In the Wizards series? The Wizards I, think that was a big, I think that was a big three. I don't know that there was a game that would have met these qualifications, but I know what you're talking about. But it was LeBron driving kick. Yeah, it was it was a pat. Was, I mean, that was LeBron's like big. It was like half his game. I feel like in in the, in the early years um, with the Cavs, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've seen him do that a, a, a lot of times over the years. Um, but teams know that and they try and take that away a little bit. But they, you know, he's just lost a step. I I'm, I don't know. I it, I wonder well, how much how we much we need to run stuff. And and if it's his ego that's stopping us from running stuff, that's a problem. If it's our coaching staff not having plays. Which I honestly don't buy because we run a lot of nice uh, baseline stuff on out of bounds plays. Yeah, yeah. To get layups around the rim. We had one earlier that night, actually. Uh, uh, a nice series of picks for uh, a bunny layup for uh, for uh, LBJ. I also got the feeling that LBJ wasn't the 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 intended recipient of that pass, the out of bounds play. Like, yeah, it seemed like that just got busted up. That, that look, I mean, you know, they had Biombo with long arms on Kevin Love, who who nearly blew it on the first inbounds pass. Um, and clearly they, they couldn't get their first, second, or third option. I mean, he threw that pass in like third or fourth second. That looked like a bailout play, and LeBron didn't know what to do with it because he wasn't supposed to be in the play. He was just trying to get the ball in because they couldn't call timeout again. Yeah, I think you might be right about that one. But so, Yeah. Regardless, so, I think we're on this. I think all of us is a rare instance of all of us agreeing, right? Less pers- LeBron jacking it up, more plays run. 
but this is not a necessarily a, a real strong indictment of LeBron as a, a player. Precisely. My final point is that I, I don't think um, it is that useful of a metric to measure a player's worth of, of their percentage, their efficiency on the last shot of the game. Um, that's the highest defense usually the teams will face. Uh, and every shooter on that list, Diggy Shannon had a low shooting percentage except for Rudy Gay, but no one's trading LeBron James for Rudy Gay. Maybe Jeff would. I don't know. Uh, he was on the have to think about it list. Have to think about it list. <laughs> but no, no, to be serious, uh, uh, I, I think it's, if you're going to talk about clutch things and clutch thing, the clutch thing exists, you have to have a wider body of evidence. And I found the metric of, what was it, uh, uh, five minutes left, game within five. Like that's, that's, you know, that's when like, you know, you, you, you know, sweaty palms time is, uh, uh, our, our play by play guy calls it, uh, uh, that that's where, you know, you can have a you know, clutch sense. And LeBron's great at that. He's always been great at that. This is how we get back into games. It's how we put things away sometimes. Like yeah. that, that's, that's the time that I love watching LeBron's last five minutes of a game when he decides to turn it fucking on. Or yeah. he just starts feeling like that's what I love about watching LeBron when he's doing well. Um, Maddie, we're, uh, it's getting late. I'm getting close to the, the, the end of our time. Um, and there's, some, there's somebody else that I want to talk about. I'm back, Who's that? Baby. I never left. I'm just in the Midwest. I'm bombing threes from every It's me. Um, what the fuck has happened to the Cavaliers season, Maddie? But J.R. Smith is the voice of reason. And as you put it, quite possibly our greatest hope. He might be our second best player this year, honestly. Might be? Consistently in his defense, I, I think it's arguably better than than Iman Shumpert's right now. Consistently, yes. Uh, uh, I mean, Iman Shumpert's getting blown by. He's missing uh, a lot. He's always been tough off the ball. He, he loses his defender all the time off the, off the ball. Um, and he's not hitting enough shots to be useful uh, with that great strip that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, JR, of course, shoots himself in the foot a lot, but he, over the last month or so has just locked down he's on his best behavior he's still getting technicals because of his reputation but he's not earning them um no and he's getting ones where like he's getting pissed off about something and pushing somebody yeah Um, he did that to spencer hawes in the the hornets game that we lost in charlotte he did it to uh the that terrible too many teeth in his mouth uh, bully Taj Gibson in the Bulls game that we won coming off the All-Star break. Um, he's sticking up. He's showing guts. I, lo- I love how JR is playing. And I love what he had to say after the, uh, after the Wizards game. What did he say? He had, the, he had a whole speech about how – not speech. They interviewed him in the locker room afterwards. And he said, I don't know if we deserve to wear these uniforms playing the way we're playing right now. Nice. There's no heart. You come off a big loss of that game last night. That's tough, fine, but come out here and play like this today. He gave like he gave that whole rigmarole that you might imagine. Um, but he said what needed to be said. I I love Jr. I love him too, man. Love and him. Like and and so that's why I can't ever buy his jersey because I'll, I'll curse. No, him. don't do it. <laughs> but uh, um, wait, should I, should I buy Steph Curry's jersey? You might want to think about it. Ooh. Wait till the playoffs for that, but you might want okay. to think about it. Um, but yeah, listeners, please tell me: uh, 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 should I buy Steph Curry's jersey and try and try to try, try to lay the curse on? I don't know if I can stomach it. I have to pull out all the stops. You can make Arthur wear it or Saul. Ooh, but that'd be even worse. And my kids wear it. It's the cowardly thing. Soil my kids with Steph Curry jersey. Jesus. Have your kids um, soil the Steph Curry jersey? Ooh. But that might reverse the jinx. I, I don't know. What well, well, we'll think about this? Uh, 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 but this is something I'm going I'm to think about. Uh, this is something I really might do. I, hey, drastic measures, Maddie. We, we got we to pull all the stops. Um, but I, I love this. It's like JR got married in the offseason. Yep. JR Smith, get chicks or die trying, right? Wasn't it? Was it, get chi- was it chicks? That's his year of quote. Oh, I think that's right. <laughs> get chicks or die trying. It may not have been chicks. <laughs> I don't think it was bitches. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, maybe get pussy. Something, so, something like non-pod appropriate, Pat. Yes, yes. Oh wait, too late. Don't get uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, he married his his uh, baby mama, right? Uh, uh, for, uh, 
he yeah, broke off a relationship with somebody else and married his baby mama, uh, had his daughter present the ring, and he's been like settling down. And man, I, I wish you could have watched that that uh, Pacers game because when the Cavs are starting to get their you know fucking assing gear and we're playing psycho D's, you know they have the ability to turn this notch up. And this is again to get back to the ray of hope. Mm-hmm. They have this level where they were just flying around the court like totally rattling the Pacers. And the Pacers stopped scoring for like four minutes. That's, that's how we won that game because they had the spell where they just couldn't get their shit together because we were just flying everywhere. Um, and even that, you know, they had that three-pointer pulled away, called away from Paul George. That was still good defense. It was like a, it was like a they got so lucky they got that off and they just didn't get it off because mm-hmm. of all the scrambling we made. They had to make an extra pass and they didn't get it off in time. Um, like we were playing psycho D and there was just one play, I think where, um, Kyrie had, you know, did a pocket pass to, uh, TT again, when I was talking about Kyrie, like focusing on, you know, finding a way to make the pass, uh, and then TT got bumped, but he made the, the shot and he got let, you know, he fell down. It was, he did this great play. And like JR was the first guy to run up after, cause I think TT got hit kind of like cheap. It was a kind of cheap shot a little bit that he got hit with. JR ran out, just grabbed him, pulled him up, and just started like, you know, pounding his chest and you know, talking to him. Like it was, you know, I know JR gets pumped about stuff like all the time, but it was just this this teamwork focused thing. Like he was a leader on the team saying that's the fucking way to play. And it was like, it was a really surreal thing to see. And it was really not just real, it was just exciting and encouraging. I was like, this is this team is starting, like this, this, this is not a team that's lost. This is not a team that can't have chemistry. This is not a team that can't bond and get together. This team can have it have have their have their backs. They just got to get their shit together, and it, it's it's still there, it's out there. Jr. It's going to lead the way. Most mature player on the team. There's a gleam out there, gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean didn't mean to quote Marty Schottenheimer there, but yeah, okay, it just came to my head for a second. Yeah, no, Jr. Was the reason. Uh, was Pat, on the, Pat on the other hand, should What's we up? have uh, should we have traded Iman Shumpert at the deadline? I mean, maybe. Uh, he's been bad. He's been bad, but what we were what we were gonna get for him? Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the offer was him and Mozgov for Kufis and Mclemore. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. J- J- uh, Shump, if Shump got to get, get it back, together, yeah, he he when he was hitting that three point shot early in the season, I liked his form, the legs he had under him. If he's focusing on that shot and nothing else, like the whole like, I'm gonna put the ball on the floor. And, no, he no, cannot no, no, dribble. No, there should no. be a dribble rule with him. No. More I than mean, one dribble and he's out of the game or fine. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, but, you know. $5,000 per dribble over one dribble. But he's got that. Um, I mean, that, that swipe is the best in the league. It's, it's not just like, oh, a professional call because he has a reputation. He's really good at that. Mm-hmm. He swings down hard. And he always gets the ball. You go back and rewind and you're like, oh, that should have been enough. No, no, no. He, he got all the ball. Um, he's so good at that. Those quick hands, those long hands. Um, he, he, this, it, same reason I don't, I'm not trading Mozgov. Yeah. Mozgov sucks right now. He's absolutely terrible. Yes, but I know what he played like last year. So and, my my worry with with Shumpert is that in a in a Warrior series, he is absolutely mission critical. Yeah, Mozgov is not absolutely mission critical. We have no. parts that we can get away without him if need be. We do yeah. not have. And this is, an, again, an argument for, for Joe Johnson. I'll backtrack on what I said about if Joe Johnson is the difference, maybe. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. But yeah, go and, ahead. and why I would have loved to pick up a wing and why, I don't know, somebody like Marcus Thornton still might be a little bit valuable for us is uh, we're a little thinner there than I would like. Yes. Especially if I was hurt. Agreed. All right, Maddie, we're, we've, we've come up right on an hour here. So uh, let's, let's wrap this, it up. Let's wrap it up. So, so, so the reason why we forced this podcast, even though we got a late start, is uh, we've got some big games coming this weekend. We have a Friday and Saturday, uh, as I call it, a pride check. We got uh, Washington on Friday, just after getting blown out without LeBron. Um, and then we have Boston. On In Boston. Saturday. In Boston, after they stole that game from us, uh, after the refs stole it for them, uh, whatever they still had the shots, um, but they wouldn't have had that shot if that phantom foul on Jr. didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Boston's playing uh, well. They had a rough game against the Jazz last night. Um, they blew out. They blew out the Trailblazers tonight. Yeah, there you go. So, like you know, those guys, those guys play hard defense. Blow them out because they're they're coming for us. They're gonna come for us. Oh yeah, Both these teams are. 
Uh, yeah, the uh, wizards don't really have the guns. To, I mean, we should beat the shit out of the wizards. No, no matter what they come for us. But like, but, I'm but, looking but, for an enormous beatdown. The Celtics game will be a really good game. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll be getting on, on, on a back-to-back in their home court. So, uh, yeah, if, if that Pacers game was any kind of start at something, we'll know this weekend. And uh, if not, we'll keep waiting for that, that start to turn it around. I think that's right. And after that, they've got, I believe they have Memphis at home on Monday, and then they have their final uh, West Coast swing of the year through Sacramento, L.A., uh, Utah, somebody else out there, whatever the other, other team they haven't played out West so far. Is. It's just those three. Yeah, I'm uh, sure there is. Clippers? So, Clippers, maybe. Th- no, the Clippers are on the list for sure. Oh. Oh, I think you skipped them. Oh, and the Lakers, because they didn't play the Lakers the first oh, time. Oh, you, 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 right? said, you said, yeah, you, you said LA meeting the Clippers. I, I, yeah, I, I think what I a weird the world. Lakers. Lakers. LA, yeah. the Clippers. Yeah, Cl- yeah. yeah, Clippers, Lakers, Kings, and, and Jazz. Um, and I think the Clippers is one of their last, Big games, the last right? good teams that they play. We're done with the Raptors. I think we play the Bulls again maybe, but they're out of the playoffs right now. Um, yeah, yeah they're, they look terrible. They got blown out by the Heat. So I, I – I don't know. That's their last big test. And then they need to start thinking about gelling and resting LeBron and, and playing not like a horrible team when LeBron's out. I'd like to see some of that the rest of the year. Yeah, I'd like to see him sit some and have us some, have some blowouts by him sitting. That'd be nice right? to see. Uh, one final note on the, on the, on the Bulls. Um, uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is very lucky for Mike Dunleavy that they're going to be out of the playoffs. So he doesn't incur your wrath and the wrath of the kill list? Yeah, I, he doesn't want to be on my kill list. <laughs> yeah. Keeping him up at night. Mrs. Yeah. Dunleavy was very worried. Yes, yeah, so you can rest easy now. So the silver, silver linings, Mike Dunleavy. Stay out of the playoffs. Racist <laughs> fuck. He's <laughs> not, it's not racist. I'm just... <laughs> he might be, though. I don't know that he's not racist, Matt. That's true, Pat. You don't I have do any not, I, don't ha- I don't have any hard evidence that he's not racist. Yes. He has to disavow David Jr. I'm stopped. I'm stopped. I'm stopped. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've been doing a lot of primary coverage, so my brain's a little addled. Um, all right, so I think that, that does. It. Any other any other final notes of optimism uh, uh, for for why there should why Cavs fans should still hope and it's not time to despair yet. So one of the things that uh, I I'll, I'll we we started early on Simmons. I will end on Simmons. He said, you know, last year in the playoffs before Love got hurt, it looked like they really found a groove. All the pieces fit together. And they've just never been able to get it back. And my argument for that is, well, their guys were hurt, and they just got them back in the last month or so. Mm-hmm. They've had they've had really two months of playing together um, to get that figured out. Yeah, and that in the midst of a coaching change and whatever else was going on with Flat and all that crap. So I yeah. think that team that felt like a juggernaut going in the playoffs last year, the same team that was a half an inch from being up three games to nothing on the World Champs. Mm-hmm. Um, is in here somewhere, and I, I, I don't think we should give up hope on that. I, I, I like that. There's a great team in here somewhere. The players yep. are all still there. the same players. Moskov was great last year. He's still there. Yep. Shop was great last year. He's still there. Yep. Everybody, um, everybody is back, and, and plus every, plus a couple awesome. pieces. Exactly. So. so. All right, so I, I'm going to keep hope alive, uh, and I'll be watching Friday and Saturday. Uh, you guys should too, and. Uh, hopefully we'll have a happier, you know, strut-filled uh, podcast next time. It'd be nice. I to hope str- so. I, I'd like to strut a little, Patty. It'd be, it'd be nice to strut again, Maddie. I, 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 I'm almost afraid to now. Like I, we I strut that strut episode, and bad things happen right away. But you know what? Again, going back to the corollary, bad things always happen to Cleveland. So fuck it. You have to strut when you can. That's right. You have to strut when you can. Don't worry about fucking jinxing because we're already jinxed. We're perma jinxed. You can't jinx. You can't right. jinx something that's already jinxed. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> jinx me once, <laughs> shame on you. Jinx me twice, you can't get jinxed again. <laughs> uh, all right. That does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Uh, until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying, friendship. Well done, Matt. All right, buddy. Hey.